Senior Civil Message. This morning we'll begin a new sermon series. The Pilgrim's Life. Today we begin the first message. First Peter, with first 12 verses in First Peter chapter 1. It talks about our precious salvation. We need to understand the background behind First Peter. At that time, the Roman Empire was ruled by this Emperor Nero. And Nero was a very capable person. He is an architect. He is also a, a construction expert. But yet, he is very cruel. He murdered his siblings, including his own mother. And we could see a very cruel and very ruthless emperor. But yet, he is a very bright architect or a construction expert. He wanted to rebuild the old Roman name. But at that time, the, the inhabitants or the civilians, they were living in that old city. So what is the only way left for him? He burned the entire city to the ground. And that's why uh, 64 AD, he uh, burned the entire old city of Rome. During that time, many were killed. And after this incident, many complained. And he put the blame on the Christians. Blaming that the Christians were the ones responsible for the fire. And during that time, the early church faced its first persecution. When Apostle Peter learned about this, he realized that troubles or hardship will soon face the church. And as believers, how should they face the sufferings ahead? He began this epistle, 1 Peter, to teach the believers how to face sufferings. And in the end, even he, Peter himself, died in suffering. He martyred for the Lord. So Peter said, walk the talk. And you can see that Peter really walked his talk. Not only did he proclaim or preach, he also did what he said. Dear church, after we become a believer, we have a very unique role or personality. We are called the pilgrim. Heavenly pilgrim. Pilgrims, okay. And shall we see how the Bible describes us? In 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 1, Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ to God's elect, strangers in the world, scattered throughout Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia. If you pay special attention to this, stranger in this world. Peter, name or uh, to call us strangers in the world. We are just visitors. We are just passers-by in this world. If we look at verse 17, Since you call on the Father who judges each person's work impartially, live out your lives as strangers here in reverent fear. And second time, Peter reminded us that you and I are all strangers in this world. And if you look further, 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 11, Dear friends, I urge you as aliens and strangers in the world. Here, an, a, another additional description as aliens. Peter, time and again, Peter reminded us that while we live on earth, we are considered foreigners, visitors, aliens, strangers in the world that we are living in. 
Dear church, this world is not our home. Our eternal home is in heaven. And when I uh, talk about this, it's not out of uh, Positively, all of us should live in this world. Because Jesus said, You are the light and salt of the world. Just imagine that. What kind of a world will we be living in if there's no salt, if there's no light? When there's no Christian in this world, the world would be a very dreadful place to live. And in the book of Exodus, God sent ten plagues to Egypt. The ninth one is darkness filling the whole world. Three days and three nights, the entire land was in darkness. After three days, and three days later, Pharaoh compromised. Pharaoh agreed and compromised. He called Moses. Okay, agreed to let the Israelites go and worship their God. But, however, their livestock, their cattle should remain in Egypt. Pharaoh was being very wise. For he realized that where one's money is, there the heart will be. And in the New Testament, we found Jesus also proclaiming such. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be. Whether you love the Lord or not, may I ask you this question? Where is your money? How do you spend your money? Uh, is it in the bank? Or is it in a pocket? In reality, you love yourself and not the church of God. After three days, three days later, Pharaoh could do nothing. He agreed reluctantly to let the condition. But with one condition, but Moses is wiser. He goes, no. Moses refused this condition. He insisted that the livestock, the cattle, and the sheep should follow the Israelites. You will understand that how dreadful, how fearful darkness is. Dear church, you and I are the light of the world. The light should be shown before men. A Christian should be the best citizen in the country where you reside. The best teacher in the school where you reside. The best lawyer in the practice. And the best doctor in the hospital. The best husband and the best wife. We live such kind of a life. Let us not covet the world. Everything in this world will soon pass. We live in a suffering world. A world of sin. Someday, God will destroy this world. The world becomes lesser and lesser compatible with us as Christians. If you realize and pay attention to the cancerous cases uh, increasing over the years. If you look around, you'll realize that the families of your friends or relatives, sooner or later, one of them will be stricken with cancer. Why? Why? Because of man's selfishness and man's covetousness. Because of money, they, they look down on other people's life. And every day, we are dealing with dangerous and poisonous chemicals. May the Lord help us. Being the pilgrim in our heavenward journey, how do we face the sufferings of the world? May I provide a very simple answer? Back to the basics. Let us go back to the basics. Let us find a way in the salvation that we have. None. 
The reason that we began this journey in our pil- as a pilgrim is because we have accepted Jesus. Our salvation is the foundation in this journey. If you do not believe in the Lord, you will never embark on this journey as a pilgrim. May the Lord help us. 1 Peter chapter 1 verses 3 to 12 It's uh, these verses provided praises as a song to God. What is uh, Peter praising? In chapter 1, uh, verse, verse five. 5, the salvation to be revealed in the last days. In chapter 1, verse 9, salvation of the souls. And the 10th verse of chapter 1, concerning this salvation. Peter mentioned salvation. In this verses, Peter mentioned the word salvation three times. Peter precious salvation. And Peter praised God for this precious salvation that God has given us. And when you and I face sufferings, we need to return back to our salvation. Only our salvation can provide us with the strength and power to face our sufferings. Apostle Paul in the same way Apostle Paul taught us. In 2 Corinthians 4, verse 17, for our light and momentary Troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. And Paul uh, compared sufferings and the eternal glory. He reminded us that the sufferings that we are encountering on earth are just but light and momentary troubles. One day, the salvation that we will receive is compared to an eternal glory. Because of precious salvation. And that's what he meant by precious salvation. And in this passage, he provided us that these three important and precious areas of our salvation. First, we have a living hope. Second, we have a heavenly inheritance. And and lastly, we have this great and glorious glory. And these three things are considered the most precious, most treasured areas of our salvation. Number one, let me get living hope. Found in chapter 1, verse 1. Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to God's elect, strangers in the world, scattered throughout Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia. And these five places uh, is in the uh, place called Turkey. And Peter was uh, talking to these five places, the people of these five places. Let's look at verse 2. Who have been chosen according to the foreknowledge of God the Father through the sanctifying work of the Spirit to be obedient to Jesus Christ and sprinkled with His blood. Grace and peace be yours in abundance. It's just sinking. In this verse, it's the only verse in the entire Bible that explained very clearly about our salvation. A person who is clear about his salvation, who is clear about being saved. There are three very important elements. We are chosen by God the Father. We are moved by the Holy Spirit. And we are cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ. And that's why our salvation is the work of the triunion God. We don't have time to explain in detail today, but we'll explain in the future. However, Apostle Paul exudes his thanksgiving from the heart. And this great salvation is the work of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And because of this, he 
thank the Lord. And that's why in verses 3 to 12, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In His great mercy, He has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. And that's the first precious gift. You and I have this living hope. Hope is very important. If a student would enter the school to study, unless he expects to graduate someday, he will not be diligent and hardworking in his study. As a parent, if we lost hope in our children, the parents would not uh, spend time and effort in order to develop their child. Hope is such a great motivating force. Without this motivating force, you and I will lose hope and we will be disinterested. A person without hope is very pitiful. A person and man could survive 40 days without food. And he could survive three days without water. And those who have been trained, within four minutes, they can uh, uh, pre- uh, stop breathing. However, if a person loses hope to- totally just for one minute, this person would commit suicide. He has no meaning, no hope at all in his life living on earth. However, the hope of this world is not called the living hope. I dare not say that the hope this world could offer is dead. But we all know that many hopes that or aspiration in life may be very difficult to accomplish or fulfill. And many people would love to uh, bet on the lotto. Especially if the pot money is millions or a huge amount. Everyone knew that. It's very, very difficult, almost impossible for a person to win the top prize. And why is it that many still participated and gambled and lost on this lotto? Because those people were out to purchase a hope. And they're just buying a singular hope. Uh, is it a living hope? It's not a living hope. Do you consider that a dead hope? And not all of it are dead. This is the hope the world provides us. But we thank God. God gave us a hope unlike anyone in this world. The hope He gave us is a living hope. Because the God who provided us such hope is a living God. In the same manner, the promise He gave to each one of us is a living promise. When Jesus spoke to the uh, Samaritan woman by the well, living water, the water that I give you is a living water. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 10, verse 20, God opened for us a new and living way. In chapter 4, verse 12 in the book of Hebrews, the word of God is active and alive. In Romans chapter 12, verse 1, our body should be offered to God as living sacrifices. Dear church, after we believed in the Jesus, everything that we receive from God are considered alive. Such as living water, 
living way, living word, living sacrifice, and living hope. After you believe in the Lord, you have to live a life that is alive and not dead. And whenever you face life sufferings, the most important thing is you have a living hope in you. In the book of Genesis, there's a story. Joseph, dream. When Joseph explained the dreams of two persons, the wine bearer and the baker, Joseph, uh, Joseph explained to the cup bearer, three years later, you will be released. You will resume as the cup bearer of Pharaoh. And he explained to the other one, the, the bread maker, three days later, your head will be chopped off. Imagine, just imagine that these two persons, three days later, two different incidents happen to them. One will be released and another one will be executed. And in these three days, these two persons, probably they are still uh, living in the same prison condition. They face the same type of sufferings. May I ask, the, uh, will the attitude and the behavior of these two persons be similar? Of course, they will be totally different. On one hand, somebody will be very excited because he will be counting three days later. And each day he'll be counting. Last day, and the last day. Bye bye, Sayolala. And he will say goodbye to the prison. This cup bearer will be overjoyed. The other one, on the other hand, will be very sad. Three days. Two days to go. Last day. Then there he goes. This man will have no hope. In the same manner, while we are living in suffering, we need to have a hope. Just like a woman who is pregnant. And each day as the baby she's carrying and the stomach gets bigger. Will the woman feel the difficulty? If it's not pregnancy, then the woman will be in great suffering. And as the person's stomach gets bigger, and because of pregnancy, the woman will not feel any difficulty. For she knows that 40 weeks later, a new life will come out of her. And that is the hope she is experiencing. We thank God. The belief that we have is a living hope. Please remember, faith is a power, it strengthens your heart. And faith is the assurance of eternal life. Faith is the hope knowing that God is in control of your life. Living hope. And that's the living hope. May God help us. Whenever you face life's sufferings, and once again, let us rethink the salvation that we receive from God. And what type of salvation do we have? I'm sorry. And when you face, the moment you face Death. And the path that no one could avoid. May I ask? In front of death, as you face your uh, forthcoming death, do you have living hope? Number two. Secondly, the reason why our salvation is precious is because we have a heavenly inheritance. First Peter chapter 1 verse 4 said that an into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you. The reason why our salvation is precious. Not because we will be released from our sin and the bondage of our sins. We will also receive the inheritance from heaven. How do we describe this inheritance? This inheritance never perish, 
it is never, spo- never spoiled and pure and without sin. It also means that it will never be extinguished nor die. Uh, never spoiled it means that it's pure and without sin never fade means that it will not decline nor weaken you know why? we say the reason why it's incorruptible is because death cannot have victory over us this inheritance is undefiled because no sin can contaminate. The inheritance that will not decay, it's because time will not change its nature. And these three adjectives describing us how valuable, how precious is our heavenly inheritance. Apostle Peter Apostle Paul made this very good comparison between heavenly inheritance and earthly inheritance. Chairman, May I ask? Which inheritance that you have on earth that will never spoil, never be contaminated? After your parents passed on, whatever things they have left behind, if they left money, stocks, diamonds, gold, and even houses or real estate, may I ask, which among this inheritance that your parents left behind will not be spoiled, will not perish? We all learned that. forever. <laughs> Many claim that diamonds are forever. So you do it in that diamond. And that's the reason ladies they love to have diamonds. <laughs> Pastor Watch has a little diamond. Watch that ring. Oh ring. Watch That's but all of these are out to deceive us. Diamond forever. For diamonds are not forever. Even though it will have a longer life. Nothing in this world will last forever. May God help us. Remember what Jesus said? As the Son of Man came, the time will be similar to the times of Noah. Because during the time of Noah, after the flood destroyed the world, and these few days we all experience floods in different parts of the Philippines. Uh, as we live in the Philippines, we get accustomed to the normal situation of floods. Many of us still remember the great typhoon on Doi in the year 2009. Almost all parts of Metro Manila are flooded. And after the flood receded, you'll see that many objects were destroyed and many were contaminated. However, Jesus said, someday when the Son of Man returns, and that time will be similar to the times of Noah. And God promised Noah that Henceforth, he will no longer use flood to destroy the world. What will he use? He will use fire. In 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 10, But the day of the Lord will come like a thief. The heavens will disappear with a roar. The elements will be destroyed by fire. And the earth and everything done in it will be laid bare. In this world, will no longer be destroyed by flood. If this world will be destroyed by fire, how much do you have in, in your possession uh, after the fire will remain forever. May God help us. 
Do you want to work for the heavenly inheritance or the earthly inheritance? After my own father passed away, he left not a single cent for me. Even one cent. However, God is my heavenly father. And throughout the past 61 years of my life, I lack nothing. May I ask, how much inheritance, how much wealth do you have in heaven? How much have you done for God? Today, may God speak to each one of us. Apostle Paul reminded the believers facing suffering. Even if you have everything on earth, it will be possible that in just one day you will lose everything. And it truly happened. Because when the great persecution befall the Roman Empire, possessions of many believers' family were all gone in just one day. Everything on earth are temporal. But we thank God our heavenly inheritance cannot be taken away from us. In the same way, Jesus reminded each one of us that lay our treasure in heaven. Matthew chapter 6, 19 to 20. Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 to 20. Do not store up your treasures, yourselves treasures on earth where moth and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasure in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. And the banks on earth may not be as safe. Many famous banks in America uh, were all closed. But there's no bank in heaven that will go down. Because everything on earth is, are not safe. Everything in heaven are safe. You know why? In 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 5, who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. The word shielded is a military term. It means that God will send his army to protect us. We thank God. The inheritance that we receive will be considered the safest. God sent his heavenly army to protect us. That's the reason why Paul thanked God. May I ask you this question? What uh, does uh, what does it mean for us to have our heavenly inheritance? What kind of object is it pertaining to? Even if it was not explained in detail by the Bible, but it's possible that because each one of us will receive different types of inheritance, all of us will be receiving different inheritance. In 1 Corinthians chapter 5, we have glory in heaven, but the glory that one will receive will differ from the other. The glories will be compared to the brilliance of sun, moon, or stars. Dear church, let us live our lives diligently and work for the Lord. Whatever you've done for God, someday you will know. Because our reward will be beyond our imagination, it's in abundance. However, there's one inheritance that all of us will receive. It is the salvation revealed to us in the last time. What is the salvation revealed in the last time? It's the complete salvation. 
someday each one of us will receive this complete salvation what is complete salvation number one first our soul will be saved as of this moment we have already received this because you, you and I who are saved Positionally, we are considered children of God Righteous in His sight And that's the salvation of our soul Second The victory that we enjoyed in life This is the salvation that you and I live to live out We need to trust in the strength of the Holy Spirit As we bear testimony for God on earth And you and I will live a life of an overcomer This is something that we need to do now Third Our body will be redeemed This body that will soon be decayed The body that is uh, uh, spoiled Someday We shall enjoy this glorious body Complete the salvation. And the salvation will be completed. Someday all believers will receive this inheritance in heaven. We thank God that whenever we face sufferings on, in life, let us rethink the salvation that we received. Whenever you face physical illness, let us all have this hope. Someday, our bodies will be totally changed and we will receive a glorious body. No illness can attack us And that's a precious salvation Third We will receive glorious joy In verse, verses 6 to 8 In all this you greatly rejoice Though now for a little while You may have had to suffer grief In all kinds of trials This have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. If you look at the last verse, you will receive this glorious joy. The third thing is Our salvation should bring us this inexpressible and glorious joy Dear Christians Do you experience joy? Are you experiencing joy? Because joy is a fruit of spirit Joy is not happen, happiness. Happiness may be stimulated or influenced or affected by external factors. On the other hand, joy is internal and it is not related to our external circumstances or factors. If your son will be married, as parents, you'll be very happy. The first time grandmother will be very happy. The new car that you recently purchased, then you'll be very happy. That's happiness. But happiness in the Chinese translation, it's easily declining. It will easily fall down. You know why? Because our environment, our circumstances will change. Today, as you see your son getting married, you're so happy. 
someday if your child, if your son or daughter will be constantly with his spouse, then you will not be happy. You have a new car, you are so happy. If you met a vehicular accident, your new car will be destroyed and you'll be sad. Happiness would be affected or influenced by external factors. But joy, it comes out from your internal part. Even facing sufferings, you will have joy. You know why? Whenever you're in suffering, you have knowledge of truth. For I know that salvation will be good for me. Uh, sufferings will be good for me. And Job has this experience. Knows that the way that I take when he has tested me, I will come forth as gold. Those sufferings are not good. The result of sufferings are good. You know how gold are refined? One day, one year, I work in a factory. And that is the factory that refined bronze. At that time, I worked as a part-time student. I study uh, uh, in the evening and work in, uh, in the day. Oh. Yeah, study in the evening. And I observed how bronze was refined. A very big uh, kettle. And temperature, high temperature. And those uh, metals will be placed inside the kettle. And after that metal melts, you'll see the impurities floating on the top. And as a worker, I need to remove those impurities and then continue refining. An hour later, and all the dirt, all the impurities will float to the top. At least four times to remove these impurities. I've heard that uh, if you want purer in uh, this quality, you need to refine it for Every time, you will find impurities floating after some time. And this refiner should remove or take away the impurities. Until all the dirt, all the contaminants are removed. Then you'll discover that that surface will have a very good reflection. And it's such a beautiful sight to behold. Because all the impurities were removed. In the same way, gold is refined. And after such sufferings, after such refining, somebody asked this question. How will I know that this gold is pure? The answer is very simple. And when it's being melted, if your own image can be reflected accurately in front of this melting gold, then that gold is pure. I consider it's very meaningful. Dear Christian, after your life underwent sufferings, if your face, if your life exhibit more and more the image of Christ, then you have a matured life. And during that time, you will receive the praise, the glory of our God. And that's the main reason for your joy. And during this process, though you may suffer, in James chapter 1, verse 12,: Blessed is the man who perseveres under trial, because when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. 
after your life underwent sufferings, you will receive the crown of life. What does this mean? It means that your life is the crown that you have. And now we already are seeing second, third generation of co-workers in this church CBCB. Many first generation co-workers has passed on. Every time, whenever I think about them, whenever I recite the names of these co-workers, Every time I recall their names, I'm filled with joy in my heart. And I'm happy for them. Even if these people are no longer beside me, just like our dear brother Pedro, just our uh, brother Simon, just like our dear sister Glory, Felisa Chua, and our dear brother Joseph, a, a heavily built person. Every time I recall these individuals, my heart is filled with joy because these people really lead a great life. And their lives are the crown of their lives. Pardon me for saying this. Someday, you and I will pass on when others would recall your names, will they say that we live a life of shame or a life of crown of glory? Not everyone will finish well. May God help us. The salvation that God has given us is the salvation with great joy. Even though sufferings are not exactly happiness. But in the midst of our suffering, as we realize and experience God's plan and His love in our life, then you'll realize that after we, are, we suffered, my life will be refined like a pure gold. And for this, I dare face my sufferings courageously. The story of Daniel's three friends, as they refused to bow down to the golden image, and they are thrown in the furnace of fire. And yet, God, the Son of Man, dwell or live within them. Though in the midst of suffering, you'll realize that you and I will not face them alone. The Son of God will be with you in your life suffering. Somebody asked this question. Where are you, God? And it was a question asked by one of the church elders. Because his one and only son met his death by a vehicular And his son uh, finished PhD and returned back to Taiwan. On the second day, he, he died in a vehicular accident. And that elder went to his church and asked this question, Where are you, God? He was a elder, he was an elder who truly loved the Lord. And after he asked this question, the elder wept unceasingly. And after he cried, suddenly, he felt that the voice was talking to him. Where am I? I'm at the place where my one and only son was crucified. And at that moment, at that instant, this he elder understood that the suffering that he faced it's the same suffering that our God experienced. And May God help us. The three friends of Daniel as they walk in fire in the furnace after they came out their clothes were not burned. Their hair were not burned. 
嗰个宝贵。And more precious than this. After they come out, 连烧嘅味都冇。Even the smell of fire could not be smelled. 你嘅韩国食 barbecue 烤卖。You try taking the Korean barbecue. 出来臭臭臭。If you after your meal you'll 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 smell that uh, smell in your uh, stain on the dress. But those who went through sufferings, even the smell of sufferings will not be evident in their life. Because they live a life of glory's crown. In chapter one, verse eight, though you have not seen him, you love him, and even though you do not see him now. You believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. The third verse. We have a living hope. And in verse eight. Even though we have not seen him, but we have love. Even though we cannot see him, but we believe in him, and that's faith. Dear Church, we have hope, we have faith, we have love. Don't sin, don't bomb, don't lie. This is the most important and precious reason why you believe. And it's also the reason for your joy. Because as Christians, we have hope, we have love, and we have joy. May God help us. After we believe in God, you and I become our pilgrim in this heavenward journey. For this world is not our home. Inevitably, sooner or later, you will face different sorts of persecution. Let us all go back to our salvation. Because of our salvation, we have this uh, precious hope, living hope, living hope, and we have this heavenly inheritance, and we have this jo- glorious joy. And as we continue to persevere and pursue in this journey, may God bless each one of us. Next Sunday, we'll look at the second message. Live out your salvation. How to live up your salvation. How can we live up this precious salvation before man? And may God bless each one of us. Let's pray. Dear God, our Heavenly Father, we thank you for what you have done for us through your Son on the cross. And as each one of us continue in our life's journey, Lord, the different sufferings, the different challenges, the different obstacles that each one of us face may vary from one person to the other. But we thank you because of the living hope that you have provided us, because of the future of glorious joy that we will experience, and because of your only Son who provided us the one and only way to this eternal life. May we continue to steadfastly trust in you, knowing that someday we'll see you face to face in this glorious body that you promise us. And because of this, we give you thanks and we anticipate with hope and joy. In Christ's precious name we pray. Amen. 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 Amen.